0: But when you attack a girl or you attack children, regardless of, I mean, I think at that point when you attack children, you being Muslim or you promoting terrorists in a certain way only adds fuel to the fire. The act in and of itself is so disgustingly abhorrent. You should be executed.
1: Welcome to the All-American Savage Show podcast with your host, John Burke, and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. (laughs)
2: Happy holiday to you Happy holiday Happy holiday It's the holiday season And Santa Claus is coming round The Christmas snow is white on the ground When old Santa gets into town He'll be coming down the chimney down He'll be coming down the chimney down It's the holiday season And Santa Claus has got a toy For every good girl and good little boy Santa's a great big bundle of joy When he's coming down the chimney down When he's coming down the chimney down He'll have a big fat pack upon his back And lots of goodies for you and for me So leave a peppermint stick for old St. Nick hanging on the Christmas tree. It's the holiday season. So, hoop de doo and dickery dock, don't forget to hang up your sock. Cause just exactly at 12 o'clock, he'll be coming down the chimney down. He'll be coming down the chimney down. He'll have a big fat pack upon his back. And lots of good is for you and for me, so leave a peppermint stick for old Saint Nick hanging on a Christmas tree. It's holiday season. the holiday season. So a hoop dee-doo and dickory dock. Uh, don't forget to hang up your sock calls, just exactly...
0: And happy holidays to you. Welcome back to the American Savage Show. I am your host, John Burke, with my bit be- beautiful. Be- 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 here we go. Beautiful heterosexual bearded life partner Josh, whose birthday it is today. Big happy birthday to the Josh. He turns 53. The big 5-3. <laughs> it's not it. true. It's not. It is his birthday. Uh, can we get a big happy birthday in the chat? Happy birthday oh, to please, please. Mr. President. I'm going to push like the boobs to get no. Uh hat. Big day today. Big day today. Why? Because you're listening. That's why. It's a massive day, so we appreciate that. Happy holidays to you. That's right, you bunch of scrooges. Let the Christmas carols commence. Oh my gosh, you would think the idea of like blasting Christmas curls, um, you know, prior to Thanksgiving being done is just like sacrilege to so many out there. It's like, don't you dare pollute my Thanksgiving. Well, here's the problem. Like, stop what you're doing because I'm about to ruin the rhythm and the style that you're used to. Now, tell me what, so we have the holidays upon holiday season for me encompasses Halloween all the way through Christmas. Okay. What trendy, fun Halloween songs do we have? What trendy fun Thanksgiving songs do we have? There's none. Nobody wants to write songs about Thanksgiving. It's boring. No. Like hell to the turkey. Like nobody, nobody cares. But with Christmas, oh, it's everywhere. Nat King Cole, Bing Crosby, like the greats, the greats of holiday season or upon us. Can you really fault people for wanting to take that for at least three months versus like the one? Because December flies by.
1: Did you already decorate your house? No. I don't
0: think we're going to this year. We did
1: immediately. Had a boy. I oh mean, the kids were really pushing hard for it because oh, yeah, the kids love it. It's like you know they don't care about Thanksgiving; they care about Christmas. They're getting gifts. I know, he overheard my wife and myself talking because we're going to be out of town for New Year's. Oh yeah, we're like ah, oh, we're not going to put everything out. And he's like, what, what? We're not doing, <laughs> we're not doing the most for Christmas this Why year. Why do you hate me so much, Dad? I know. He's like, we're not doing the most. Oh my god, like, uh, what?
0: Uh, it's, it's, it's hilarious. Hey folks, welcome to the, uh, to the show. If you're watching on rumble, do me a favor, hit that thumbs up, that thumbs up button. Uh, do me a favor, click the, uh, the follow and ensure that your notifications are turned on. Like I said, I'm giving rumble feedback on a lot of the stuff and we've got to make sure that our notifications are turned on because when people say that I have them turned on, but I'm still not receiving notifications, I need to be accurate with that because I don't want to give them fall uh, fake data. Like the polls. Hey, yo, already brought it right back around. Oh my gosh. Um, this is what we got going to stop talking before the show. I was like, but what did you do before? What did you, what did you do? Let me calm down a little bit. I had some, I had some of our energy drinks this morning, the CBD energies, and I'm already like,
1: pooh, wide Let's awake. Go. Let's do it. Um, what did you do for Thanksgiving? Uh, just regular family stuff. Deep fried the turkeys. Mm-hmm. Turned out great. Went over to, uh, good. my in-laws mm-hmm. and, uh, it was How nice. Was it was How good. Were, when did you leave? Uh...
0: We won't go there. Towards go there. the
1: <laughs> middle of halftime for the Cowboys. <laughs> when, the,
0: when the politics got brought up, it's like, ah, I'm okay. going to hit the old dusty trail. Like,
1: eh, it's all right. So, yeah. hung up for a while. It was nice. It was good. Her family it was really good. nice. and laws were great. Yeah. you, know, did you have a lot great. of good food? Yeah, it was great.
0: Did you go overboard? I did not, no. Good. Good. I know. I didn't either. One and done. One plate and done. Done. Yeah. I was really proud of myself because I was just like, every year, I think every single person we all do this. We go in there and we just engorge ourselves. And then it just kind of loses the, uh, I wouldn't see the appeal, but you feel miserable. Like you're excited up to the point, you start eating. And then from as soon as kind of like you, that signal in your brain hits your hippocampus and says, I'm full, you stop. And that's when I feel miserable starts to hit you for the next day or two. But the good thing is when I'm getting home from this, leftovers, baby, leftovers. I'm, oh, bro, I'm slathering that turkey in grease. I'm slapping it between two pieces of rye bread. Oh, 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 oh. and they had a honey baked. So we went to the, went to the, uh, the girlfriend's house, big family, Persian, Mexican, very big. Um, really just, everybody gets along. It was really, we watched the Cowboys. Um, great time, but oh, the food is so good. Yeah. So good. Sheila's mom is such an amazing cook. And she, um. the thing is like her, you know, Sheila's dad is from Iran and he taught, uh, his wife, Sheila's mom, how to cook Persian food. And Persian food, oh, dude, I didn't really get introduced to it until I, I'd met my close friends from my, da- my my Tango people. And they start. we started going to Persian restaurants and learning, oh, dude, it is so robust. It is so good. And her mom, she cooks primarily Persian food, but she can cook anything. So they made a very, very delicious Thanksgiving dinner. One plate too, no dessert, no dessert at all. I was really surprised myself too. But even with that being said, you know, we eat, we schmooze, had a a glass of wine. I sat down in a nice comfy chair and I'm watching the Cowboys and I just find myself nodding off. Everybody's like nodding off. And it's just, it was, it was such a nice relaxing environment. So it was actually a really, really nice day. And Athena came with us and oh my, she's just like going from everybody in the family loves her. Like they babysit her for us when we're going out of town. And there was, you know, I need to, I got to get her to lose some weight. She's getting up there again. It's like, I got to start, it's got to start walking her and stop feeding her the table scraps. But literally every member of the family is just feeding her stuff. So when we're getting in the car to go home, she passes out. She's in the back seat. So it was like, you little fatty. It was like, my gosh, you're so spoiled. So she had a a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving. Um, but yeah, to the other point, if you've never tried Persian food, so good. Indian food, so good. It's just that you got to be able to take them spices cuz those spices are like the Wu Tang Clan, they ain't nothing to screw with. So, uh but appreciate you being here folks. I sincerely from the bottom of my heart, I know Josh says the same thing. We hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving being with your friends and your family. We have so much to be thankful for. You know, we have to definitely count our blessings. Push pause, pull ourselves away from the day-to-day ongoings of life and say, "Okay, what am I actually blessed with?" And when you sit down and you think about it, we're very blessed to live in a still a still an amazing country. America is still a wonderful country. We still have a lot of degeneracy in it that we got to get rid of all the nonsensical BS going back and forth. But at the foundation, we have the ability to express ourselves, to go out there, to do whatever we want You know, in some countries, you know, you, like in Iran, like you still you still can't get alcohol like you're not supposed to be drinking. So people got to get it under the table or I'm sorry, India, places like India, too. I don't think it's that way in Iran. Forgive me. I got a buddy that uh, he's he's from India. And they're they're close friends of ours. And, um, and he tells me all the time, he's like, half the fun was getting your alcohol. He's like, I wasn't even drinking it. It's just getting it. The process is, it's really fun because it's illegal. But the cops are just so corrupt, you're going to pay them off. It's like So when you come to America, it's like, well, I just go down to the gas station. It's like, yeah. I was like, where's the fun in that? <laughs> it's like, fair enough. I guess. Good point.
1: I have so many alcoholics.
0: That's why we smoke crack instead. <laughs> no, I'm not Mike Lindell. Oh! It's going to be one of those days, folks. It's going to be one of those days. Uh, Yeah, unfortunately, we're not blessed with Biden. As people in the rumble chat are already pointing out, I fully agree with you. We are not blessed with Biden, Um, but it is what it is. We carry on, persevere. Nothing we can do about it right now. Come voting season, we can. I fully expect us to, hopefully. So we'll see. Um, I wanted to hold back from announcing this really, really exciting news. Um, But first, let me leave with some kind of bad news. I will not be able to stream the Newsom debates, uh, Newsom uh, DeSantis debate on the 30th this month. Unfortunately, I am, and Sheila will tell you, I am horrible with dates. Josh will tell you. When it comes to dates, terrible. I am the worst. And it's not intentional. It's just that I have so many things going on in this pea brain-sized mind of mine. Um, pea brain-sized brain, there we go. Peep, pea, whatever. You know where I'm going with that. See? Um, yeah, see, exactly. Case in point, right there. Yeah. Um, I had bought tickets about six months ago uh, to Andrea Pacelli, who's coming to Dallas. And, um, these are front row tickets. Like I, I, dropped a lot of money on these because number one, I do love Pacelli. He's more pop opera. He's not classical opera, but he has so many just amazing songs out there. I love, and I wanted to catch him, uh, live in concert because, you know, it's different. You, you want to see you, you want to see your favorite people live. So, uh, that was before DeSantis and them to schedule this debate. Um, so I'm sorry. I'm actually not. I'm not going to be able to stream it. I will stream it later. But, uh, yeah, taking the girlfriend to see but Shelly comes first. But I, I really appreciated, uh, and this is why I love Sheila to death, that when it hit me, I, I was like, oh, crap. She's like, what? And I was like, I just realized. And I told her. And she didn't even miss a beat. She was just like, babe, we can sell the tickets. I'm like, I love you so much right now. It's like, but I love Bocelli. He's like, we're going to go see Bocelli. And she, she's excited too. But I really appreciated the fact that she would support me in that manner because, you know, she knows that the political debates are my Super Bowl playoffs or my, my NFL playoffs, and she's been so supportive. And I'm very blessed to have her. So I just know I give pause to things like that, and I'm thankful for people like that in my life to include Jews like Josh. I'm, I'm thankful for you, buddy. Thanks. After this, we're going to have sex.
1: Appreciate you. <laughs>
0: This is not your mom's, this is not your dad's podcast, not your dad's political podcast. Anyway, we are cutting back. We're cutting back on the on the cussing because we are trying to reach a bigger demographic. We're not compromising our positions though. Now here's the exciting news. Rumble has invited me to attend the December 6th RNC debates and sit in on a live panel. And I said, yes, I will, I will attend. Um, and I'm excited to see that happen. I'm excited they offered an invitation to, to go out there because, you know, uh, I've spoken with the, the CEO and, and the, the owners, not Bungie, no. I don't think he's going to want to speak to me, but it's okay. <laughs> you cowardly piece of trash. Easy boy. Easy. Um, so they've invited me to go do that. And I, I said, yeah, sure. I, I'd be honored to go do something like that. So, um, for all the people that, uh, agree with me politically, uh, even those that do not, I'll be out there and I'll get to see it live. I'll be excited to this and then give live commentary on the event. And then of course, when I get home, I'll also be doing a stream about it and stuff like that. So uh, not compromising my political beliefs, staying true to who I am. I will never be bought and paid for, but they've invited me to come sit on the panel and don't think for a second, I'm going to pull punches and I will not give my honest opinion on what I think. And they know I'm DeSantis. They know I'm DeSantis, but I also feel like when it comes to these debates, I, I give, I do my best to stay as unbiased as I can to say, you know, because we've we've watched the debates, and I'll say like Vivek does damn good. He does very good on the debates. Mm-hmm. Nikki Haley, she just wants war with everybody. Chris Christie, I don't know if Christie's going to be there. I don't think he's going to meet the the polling criteria. We'll see. But I thought it was awesome. And um,
1: if Vivek got the uh, nomination, would you vote for him?
0: Oh, that you know that's a question I've never actually thought about. Um, because it's possible. Yeah, I think I would. I think I would. I think Vivek would actually do. Or at least, you know, you know, hold let me, I don't know, let me, let me think about that, because I think a lot of what, Ve- what Vivek says, he says it to appeal to the MAGA voter base, but not all the time, because he does say a thing, he does say a lot of things that a lot of Republican voters would agree with. Um, will he actually carry through that? The only thing that concerns me is this guy's big pharma bro. He is big pharma bro through and through. I don't trust them, uh, none of them. I just don't trust them. Because it's like, if we sit there and say that the pharmaceutical greed that has been emboldened by the likes of the Operation Warp Speed and magnified to such a a level that they they are posting record profits, I think anybody that comes from that industry, I don't think I want to vote for. Not necessarily giving them the automatic assumption of guilt by proxy, but I don't even want to take that chance. Because I already know money is so appealing to people. The the idea of being, you know, being able to increase your own I, I just I don't know. That's the only thing that would that would that would pull me from voting for him. So I, I would draw my previous let me think about it. I, I just I would be more than likely to vote for him than I would Trump though. I will tell you that. I'll be honest with that. So what about you?
1: I probably would I mean if Vivek was the, the the primary
0: winner, you'd vote for Vivek?
1: Yeah. I don't think we have an option at this point. Honestly, you've always
0: got an option. You've always got an option.
1: I just don't think we can have Democrats in charge uh, for another four years. I
0: don't think we can either. But if we do not put up the best candidate possible, then we are going to essentially get more for four more years of Democrat light with spineless Republicans. I just feel, you know, I, I've, I did a Twitter space this morning and I, I discussed this um, at length in regards to the idea of loyalty. When you have loyalty to the GOP, so that you don't want to vote for the DNC, you don't want to vote for the Democrat uh, contender. This this juxtaposition of us versus them. Well, if your candidates aren't that good, sometimes you're going to have to take some losses. And I'm not, I don't like it. I don't want Democrats to win. Like, don't get me wrong. I hate. I hate progressive policies. They are destroying our country. Yeah. They're destroying our culture. But if what we see is a continuation of spineless Republicans, of a spineless Congress then maybe it's time we started taking a lot more losses and we start doing a lot more firing within the GOP. Because if we continue on the way we're going, nothing's changing. How I mean, how many times do we sit here and we complain on social media? Why are the Republicans doing anything? From 2016 to 2018, they could yeah, have. They could have done a lot. But instead, much like the libertarians, you stood on principles, supposed principles, and nothing got done. Then- Guess what happens? Suddenly a shift happens. A blue wave comes and wipes out control. That's what we're dealing with now. So again, it's not so simplistic to me as saying, I just don't want Democrats in power. I agree with you. But to me, it's kind of like we're going to have to go through four more years of hell to finally get a better set or series of candidates in Congress for the presidency, which again, I think, I think DeSantis is a pretty good. I think he'll, he'll be okay if he wins. I think he would actually live up to a lot of the things he talks about. But if he doesn't, bro, we're just repeating. We're repeating the same thing. And, and the, the reason that we're going to repeat it is it's the continuous fallback of, well, we just can't let Democrats win. But what are we actually winning here when our guys take it? Like, can anybody show me outside of the good economy? Can you show me in the culture war? Can you show me in in the, in the private enterprise or the reduction of the federal government? Can you show me any victories that we actually have? Not really. No. Democrats are out there dunking left and right. Why? Because they're united, but they're united in belief of their candidates.
1: Other than kicking abortion back down to the states, that was a good win. Though. A win. I think that was
0: a good win. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: But again,
0: right now, the the, the uh, I read a tweet earlier from this lady. I literally just retweeted right before the show, and she talked about I'm a disenfranchised Democrat. She said, and I'm exci- I'm actually excited to vote for an independent or Republican. And she has like sixty six thousand followers, but she said if the Republican nomination is Trump, I will not be voting for him. So she's like, you take and you do that with you do with that what you will. And I was like, excuse me. I was like, fair enough. I, was like, I, I can understand that. But that's also attributed to the ideas of how much the left manipulated information as far as racist, bigot, xenophobe, all the things that Trump, I don't really feel he is. I don't think Trump is a racist. I don't think he's a bigot. I don't think he's a xenophobe. This guy actually, again, I still believe he is a Clinton era Democrat. And they embrace that, which in terms of liberty and progressive t- tendencies and cultures, like, I do agree with the sense of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It's your freedom to do what you want to do with your life, and the government should have no say over that. But a lot of these people still buy into the fact that Trump, wa- I still say Trump wants to deport all the freaking people that come from us. like, ah, the illegal ones, absolutely, but it's not going to yeah. do us any good because you deport them, they come right back. You know, this whole, get deportation out of your vocabulary. It doesn't work. They come back. We, I've said time and time again, it's like squeegeeing water uphill. You're not changing anything. It sounds good in theory, but if you look at, say, for example, you imprison an illegal alien, the average cost of a single illegal alien in America is 90000 annually. And that's on the taxpayer. That's on you. We got a lot of them locked up. But the other option is you send them back to Mexico. Mexico doesn't give a damn. They're coming right back. So it's this never-ending series of until a wall is built and economics, economic sanctioning is put into place, ain't nothing going to change. They want you to think it will, because I will tell you this right now, the wall would reduce illegal immigration, I would say yes, absolutely, of course it will. Fully, it'll make a dent, but it ain't going to stop it. It will not stop. They will find another method. So that's why you have to attack this from the economic side of the house to where you freeze them. So you've got no chance of coming over here and actually earning a living. But that being said, that falls back on the individual states. Federal government's not going to get involved with that. It never has. It never will. What they will get involved with, though, is going down to the southern border and opening up those gates. I mean, am I wrong on this? We've seen this time and time again. We sit here and we complain nonstop about what's going on. But if you, you remove the idea of left versus right and position it to more people versus the government, the people are losing. We are losing hard. The government grows bigger. They give themselves raises nonstop. They're jetting off all around the world on your dime. Gavin Newsom goes over to Xi Jinping to go kiss up to the communist dictator in charge. That's on your dime, folks. You don't don't have an issue. I got an issue with this. I don't like this. I don't like our elected leaders whose salaries that we pay are going over there hobnobbing with the likes of communist dictators. There's no point for it. I don't agree with it. Now, if they want to fund themselves, that's different. But nobody spends your money better than you. And nobody takes your money more than the government. The government. So, oh, well. We appreciate you being here today, folks. Do me a favor. Hit that like button. Subscribe. Make sure you turn on notifications. And if you could, give it a share. We greatly appreciate the love and support. Uh, I don't think we're going to be doing, no, we're not doing a show tomorrow or Sunday, but we, we will be back Monday and then I'm I'm guesting on another podcast at four. Remind me, I got a a podcast. I'm going on at 4 PM on Monday. I told Sheila too. I was like, I, I've got to remember to do this. Um, so anyway, by the way, the black Friday shell shock CBD and 1920 brand black Friday sale is still going code BF 25 is going to save you 25%. Shellshockcbd.com. And I bet you're asking yourself, what is it that you sell over on Shellshock? Great question. We have great products from the CBD gummies that are THC free. These help with stress and anxiety, proven to help. And by the way, come with a 100% money back guarantee if they don't. We're that confident. Not a lot of companies in the CBD industry or the CBD space will actually back their products to that level. We will. I got no problem going out there and saying, look, you work hard for your money, folks. You do. It's, it's hard to come by right now. You know, inflation's through the roof. Economically, we're, we're still doing horrendously. The, job, or the, the housing market, it ain't fixing itself anytime soon. It's actually getting worse. Um, so yeah, when you come in and you drop $30 or $40 and 68% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck, you value your money, as should any other business out there and understand that customers value that. So when somebody comes along and says, hey, we're asking you to trust us in the sense of like spending some money at our business on these products that maybe you don't know a lot about, Fair enough, you're giving us your trust and I appreciate that. So what does that mean? I am our I am so confident in our products working for you if they do not work, I will refund your money. No questions asked. That's simple. It's a great deal. Support a veteran-owned company, a company that actually stands for political I- ideals such as freedom, liberty, the idea of freedom to choose, the Constitution, you're supporting that type of voice out there. So we're greatly, greatly appreciative of all your love and support. Again, shock CBD, code BF25. A lot of great things out there. And don't forget, during the sale, if you're purchasing and you're a rewards point member, you double your points, meaning save some money now and you'll get more free products in the future by doubling your points to cash in later. It's the same as when you go to a coffee shop and you order like 10 coffees and you need that little hole puncher and you get a free coffee. Similar, very similar. But you just cash your points in for free product in the future. Can't beat it. Um, and then 600 bonus points for orders over $300 or more. So not only your own, uh, earning double, you'll tack on an extra 300 points. If you order anything over a cart value of $300, you can't beat that. You can't beat that. And we really appreciate your, your love and support on this one. So again, we've been in business since 2019. We didn't shut down during the COVID lockdowns. We never forced our employees to wear a mask or even get vaccinated. Some chose to, we didn't demonize them for it. like get it's your freedom to choose, bro that you do what you want. I mean, they got COVID anyway, but it's still kind of funny. It's like, ah, look what you did. So, but no, we we truly believe in the freedom to choose. Also, don't forget though, if you have not checked us out, 1920brand.com, our drink mix company, we've just launched the Mojito drink mix. This thing is phenomenal, folks. This thing is phenomenal. If you like Mojitos out there, you want a refreshing minty type of drink, we've got you covered. The mix a little bit goes a long way. These are great prices go check it out save yourself some money we appreciate all of you that are going in there giving us giving us the chance to uh try our products so again greatly appreciate it love all you guys thank you for all your support all right how about we get to the show huh let's do it lots to talk about today um are y'all watching i i woke up today and i did not know about what was going on in ireland and it's all over the news I'm not sure if any of you've seen it. Rumble, have we seen this? Have y'all, y'all watched what's going on uh, with uh, the protests? And the are turning violent. Riots erupt across Dublin after immigrant is accused of mass stabbing attack of children. Well, bang goes your theory of gun violence, right? They got a gun violence pro while you're over there with acid attacks in the UK and knives, uh, come on. Are you still not un- understanding the mindset of if you have evil in your heart and you want to carry out evil, then you will find a tool to make that happen, be it car, be it poison, be it acid, be it a knife, be it a bomb, whatever, you're gonna find a way. So Ireland is case in point of this, but apparently, um, this immigrant, I, I they don't go into they don't specify really what kind of immigrant something like, was this a Middle Eastern immigrant? Because that's what people were, I think, alluding to. But Riots broke out across Dublin, Ireland, late Thursday evening, as Irish citizens took to control the city center following a mass stabbing attack where an immigrant man is accused of slashing five individuals near a school, three of which were young children, including a five-year-old girl. Good Lord. According to reports, uh, police confirmed that the suspect is an immigrant who has lived in the country for more than two decades. Police have not ruled out a potential terrorism linked to the attack. During the attack, the suspect stabbed five individuals, one woman, one man, and three young children before multiple local residents attempted to intervene. The suspect is reportedly hospitalized at the Dublin Mayor Hospital, where the victims are also being treated for serious injuries. After word spread of the attack, Irish citizens took to the streets to loot stores, assault police, and set fire to multiple vehicles on Dublin's O'Connell Bridge. Eventually, rioters took control of the city center. You had my support, but then it's like, I'm, I'm sorry. You don't get to loot people's businesses that had nothing to do with this. What good does that do? You just turn more against you. You want to go out there and protest, make your voice heard? I fully support that. But you start getting violent towards bystanders that had literally nothing to do with this. Now you're turning more people against you. Because what if that was my business and I come back and you've just destroyed it and you looted it? I was like, well, this is in protest for the five stabbing. I, like, I didn't stab them. And in fact, I'm on your side. It's wrong. Why did you loot me? Now, you've turned them against your cause. BLM did it, and they walked scot-free. Nothing happened to them. No prosecutions, no jail time. Yeah, BLM en mass, No inciting of riots. J6 happens, and the FBI just goes into steroid mode. Oh, yeah. Interesting how that works. So, after word spread of the attack, Irish citizens took to the streets. Oh, uh, yeah, I talked about that. Okay. Um We're going to watch a a video real quick of the events. Stand by. I'm not going to try and blow your ears off here because the audio is usually pretty, pretty loud. Here we go. Let's watch this video. This is from Twitter. Fires are all over the city plaza, the city square. Buildings on fire, vehicles on fire, people standing by and watching. Irish citizens just going about their merry day. It's at nighttime in the evening. Yeah. It's not looking good over there. That sucks. Sucks to see that. That's that's horrible. Five. Five stabbed. And then Dublin tonight, you see the sky is clearly just illuminated with flames. Nuts. Nuts. Man, there's so many images here. This is the article brought from Breitbart. You see just fires litter in the streets. mass people. Um, Trash strewn everywhere. Vehicles literally on fire while police sit there and watch. Um, Dublin is at a boiling point Ireland is full Let's watch this video Take them to the streets Irish protesters out there en masse Just pushing further and further down the streets They're attacking the cop cars They're going after the cops Smashing the windows in Like they're mad I really feel this is going to be echoed worldwide to a point. And we know where this is coming from. We know where this is coming from. It's this idea of immigration, like no filter immigration. Everyone can come over, taking in refugees, taking in of this. You don't know who's crossing your border. You know nothing about these people. And you can't sit there and get mad when they're coming out there and getting violent towards you and your culture, because that's what their culture stems from. I mean, you of course you can get mad at them. But the the anger should be also directed at the government. They allowed this. They encouraged this. It's sad to see this. A lot of this footage. Uh, we're taking this country back, says native Irish after devastating the uh, of the uh, the devastation of the Holiday Inn Express Hotel in Dublin, which which hosts illegal immigrants. <sighs> Yeah. And uh, and hey oh, Dave in chat says the IRA does more damage with more enthusiasm. I was like this is true that they re- they resort to car bombs. But here's the deal though. Watch the IRA, see what they see where they stand on this. The Irish Republic hates England. They hate a lot of this stuff. I'd be interested to see if they kind of join forces. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. But wouldn't be surprised. Irish nationalism, nothing wrong with it. You believe in Ireland? That's fine. Stand for Ireland. We're going to be taking your calls today. The number is 214-817-1689. If you'd like to call into the show and discuss something, feel free. The phone lines are open. It's 214-817-1689. We're going to push on to the next one. Um, one of the most famous Irishmen out there, Conor McGregor. Not good enough. Conor McGregor blasts Irish police chief following Dublin riots. UFC legend Conor McGregor that Irish police chief Drew Harris on Thursday after riots broke out all over Dublin following a stabbing incident. With three children. Uh, the police have detained a man in his 50s they believe is responsible for the attack. Social media reports indicated the man was Algerian, but that is not confirmed by The Guardian, as the Irish police are known. Uh, Dublin Police Chief Drew Harris attributed the riots to a hooligan faction driven by far right ideology. However, Harris seemed far less willing to list an ideology or motive for the attack. I'm not sure, to, I'm not going to speculate any further in respect of a terrorist motive, Harris said. Until we're sure what the motive is, we have to keep an open mind about. Uh, as to why this happened. Irish UFC letter legend Conor McGregor, uh, his mind seemed already made up about the incident. Uh, he tweeted out, he said, innocent children ruthlessly stabbed by a mentally deranged non-national in Dublin, Ireland today. Our chief of police had this to say um, on the riots in the aftermath. Drew, not good enough. This is There is grave danger among police, or among us in Ireland, and should never be here in the first place. Um, um, not going to... Mary, the first. And there's been zero action done to support the public in any way, shape, or form with this frightening fact. Not good enough. Make change or make way. Ireland for the victory. God bless those attacked today, we pray. Oh, man. Okay. So at one point, you're kind of like, look, you got to have due process. You got to be able to identify a motive. Just the guy being Algerian does not a motive make. But, but, we also kind of know through previous actions, like, uh, Anytime a Muslim gets into an altercation, you're kind of like, wait a minute. What's the reason? About this? Come on, come on. This happens. I get where Connor's coming from on this one. Now, the police chief is not going to jump the gun on this one because what happens? Say like he does jump the gun and says this is Algerian had terroristic intent without being able to prove it yet. I'm not saying this guy's innocent, but I'm saying the what ifs here. And the police chief comes out and says, this was probably terrorist related. You don't know that. And now you basically just turn more people against uh, Algerian immigrants in Ireland. Now, if it does come out, the motive was terrorist based, go to town. Absolutely. He's guilty. And then you've got the facts on your side. So I don't know much about this police chief. I don't know his representation. Maybe he's not going to say anything. Cause maybe he's one of those people that like tries to pretend like Muslims, the most peaceful religion out there. Islam's the most peaceful. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But when you attack a girl or you attack children Regardless of, I mean, I think at that point, when you attack children, you being Muslim or you promoting terrorists in a certain way only adds fuel to the fire. The act in and of itself is so disgustingly abhorrent, you should be executed. You should. But you link terrorism to that. Now you're going to turn more people against, again, uh, like I said, uh, immigration from these, these foreign countries. Now, to be honest with you, he's Algerian, slashes three kids. Folks, you go look at the culture over there, (laughs) what'd you expect? This is this, that's what people say. When people try and tell you that multiculturalism doesn't work, it's not a matter of racism. It's a matter of what the culture finds to be acceptable. Normalized behavior in Mexico. Anyone that spent a day in Mexico knows it is very common for older men to be with younger, younger women, very younger. That's the culture. I'm not saying it's right but I'm saying that's what they do. But when you open the borders and say, "Hey, come on, come on, what are you welcoming into your country? It's like, if your country's cultures don't align with American culture, we got some issues. But at the same time, I do understand that some people that are born in those cultures are saying, I hate it here. I like what you've got going on over there. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not, a, I'm not in favor of shutting off all immigration. Absolutely not. But it must be more strict. It must be more thorough. But unfortunately for Ireland, you know, I'd be very interested because at the same time, you don't know their history. You don't know their past. So you let them come over and, you know, they could sit there and say, oh, yeah, I'm Irish now. I'm, I'm going to adhere to your culture. And And then suddenly, years later, they pull something like this. Well, how could you have prevented that? You wouldn't have known. It's just, they just turned violent later.
1: It looks like they let in a lot of uh, migrants into their country. Oh, Ireland?
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Paris has done it. I mean, oh my God. Europe is falling. They're falling to all these Middle Eastern refugee people that through their own war-torn countries, granted, America's got to play a a role in that. I'm I'm not trying to say that we're innocent in this, but they take in all these
1: refugees. And if you think they're all innocent, you are sadly mistaken. Yeah, it looks like this year they were looking to take in 80,000. Good Lord. Of course, we've got millions here. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that and um, well, not just
0: millions, but like Eric Adams said, they're up to like 60,000 illegal immigrants over there. And it's like, bro, you're just in the tip. Yeah. You're just getting the tip, bro. Just the tip. So God bless the Irish, man. I'm sorry to hear that for them. Those poor kids, sincerely. Um, some good news, though. Good news. I'm sure you've seen this all over the news. First, Israeli hostages returned. Ten thai, thai, one Filipino freed, 39 Palestinian convicts released. Um, 13 Israeli women and children taken hostage by Hamas on October 7th are crossing back into Israel after a transition through Egypt via the Red Cross on Friday evening local time. 12 Thai hostages and one Filipino hostage have been freed. Um, In return, Israel has released 39 Palestinian terror convicts, all women or teenagers. It has also allowed additional fuel trucks and other supplies into Gaza after a four-day pause in fighting took effect earlier on Friday under the terms of the agreement. Israeli uh, initially withheld the names of the hostages to be released, though those names began to trickle out during the transfer. Um, You got a picture here. Mother and daughter, Danielle Alani and her five-year-old Amelia are among the freed hostages. Well, thank God for that, sincerely. Uh, You got a beautiful mother and her child, beautiful child here, and they were released. But it just goes to show you Hamas took them hostage.
1: The the ages on these kids, yeah. 4 years old, 2 mm-hmm. years old, 5, 9. Yeah.
0: No. Yeah, but Israel Israel are the aggressors, right? Yeah. Absolutely. That's ridiculous. That's just so sad to say. One hostage released, Hannah Katzar, has been erroneously reported by Palestinian Islamic Jihad to have died in captivity. She was reportedly among the 13 Israeli hostages seen transferred from Gaza to Israel via the Red Cross through Egypt. Israelis' army radio narrated the emotional moment when the hostages, including children, boarded a white bus at the Rafah crossing in Egypt to be transferred across the boundary into Israel, escorted by Israeli soldiers and health professionals. At least 50 Israeli hostages are set to be released over the next four-day uh, pause in fighting and a total of 150 Palestinian convicts Hamas will be allowed to extend the pause in fighting as long as it hands over an additional 10 hostages per day up to 10 days total Israel would then release an additional 150 Palestinians prisoners there are a number of potential uh, complications in the deal Israel reportedly agreed to stop surveillance on of Gaza during the For. 40- oh my god <laughs> I can't even finish this I'm sorry like what are you doing what are you doing Stop surveillance on Gaza unless they're just saying it and they're not really going to. But I'm like, what are you doing with this? You uh, all you're getting is the ability to get some hostages back. And I'm not trying to like downplay that. But what you're doing, though, is these people that you're releasing, these women and children, don't think for a second these women are going to take up arms or they won't go over there and help support the fight in some way, shape or form. Letting fuel trucks in. Fine. Great. Gaza. Awesome. Hamas is going to use it. They're going to use it. It's so sad to see this. You're gonna stop surveillance on Gaza. That just means they're gonna get time to regroup, strategize, do what they gotta do.
1: Do you think they're really gonna stop?
0: If I was them, hell no. Yeah. Absolutely not. No way. I would I would definitely play the role of like, yeah, sure, I'll
1: say that, but I'm certainly not going to. Yeah, I don't think I would either. Especially I would, when you're yeah, kidnapping two year olds, four year olds. Bro, these kids are tiny. Were they I mean they just walk into people's houses and take these kids? Yeah. Murder their families, take yep. these kids. The first stop for the
0: hostages will be a military base in Israel, where they will receive medical examinations and attentions. The families of the hostages are waiting there, uh, as are stuffed animals and toys for the children who are going to be released. Soldiers escorting the hostages have been instructed not to answer questions directly about the children's parents, because many of them were killed by Hamas. Few of the hostages are presumed to know the full extent of what happened in the last several weeks. Israel has vowed to continue fighting to destroy Hamas, which may, many Israelis believe can no longer be allowed to exist after the October 7th terrorist attack. And they are 100% right. Um, global pressure, however, is building on Israel to extend the pause into permanent ceasefire. Absolutely not. So what they care more about, right? I mean, you know, this is this, is, this is case point right here. They're saying continue the ceasefire no matter what. So what you're telling me is the remaining hostages many of which are Jews, no longer matter. What you care more about is the supposed, uh, quote-unquote, innocent Palestinians dying that Israel told to flee. Do you not see how stupid and hypocritical these morons are out there? Do you, do you not see this? You care more about not letting Palestinians die than you do about the hostages that are treated horrifically over there. The 1,400 they've already murdered, this is what you care. Like, wow, your priorities More are, kids. They have. I don't know. It's a good question. Your priorities are so backwards. They have kids over there, dude. That's just, that's nuts. That is nuts. It's just nuts to me. Um, Kid rock. Let's get to it. Oh my God. You're not going to like me after this, but I really don't care. I saw this last week figured I'd touch on it today kid rocks make new comments makes new comments on bud light and transgender rights kid rock started the whole bud light boycott without ever actually calling for a he actually didn't that was Matt Walsh kid rock jumped in later that was Matt Walsh initially spearheaded this kid rock started the whole bud light boycott without ever actually calling for a boycott instead he shot up a case of beer after its parent Anheuser-Busch uh uh, but blah, blah. I get for, okay. Partner with the transgender social media influencer, Dylan Mulvaney, the beverage company sent Mulvaney cans of beer with his face on them. the, article is from MSN.com and, but it says her face up. No, it's him. That's a dude. That's a guy. He has testicles. He was born. No, absolutely not. Uh, to celebrate his first year as living as a woman trying to, um, in an attempt to get more LGBTQ community members to drink Bud Light, rock punctuated his video by sharing how he felt about the company. It's beer F Bud Light and F anheuser Bush. have a terrific day. He said. Everybody, I think, has seen the video. Kid Rock, like, taking a machine gun and blowing up a case of Bud Light. I was like, okay, cool. At the time, it was unclear exactly why Rock was so upset. Did he not want to drink a beer that transgender people also drink? Um, No, they don't. Trans don't drink Bud Light. In fact, neither do liberals. That's been proven by the fact that you couldn't prevent the boycott from occurring by going out there and trying to counter economically what conservatives ushered in, which was the boycott. You didn't save them. They plummeted. They plummeted down. Rock went on Fox News Hannity with host Sean Hannity to explain what got him so upset with the once popular beer brand. Kid Rock explains his Bud Light position. Hannity asked Rock um, about a recent trip to a UFC event at Madison Square Garden. At the event, Rock was seen with UFC President Dana White and former President Donald Trump. Now, folks, I'm going to push pause on this real quick, and I want you to understand now. Dana White, CEO of UFC, has ushered in a million, 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 many million dollar deal with Bud Light. Bud Light is one of the official sponsors of UFC. Dana White made this happen. Keep that in mind. Um, the singer shared a story about speaking with someone who may or may not have been anheuser Bush Chief Executive Michael Ducaris. As someone comes over to say, like the CEO of anheuser Bush, standing right behind you, Rock told you or told Hannity, uh, as someone comes over to say, like the CEO of Anna's Bush standing right behind you, rock told Hannity. So I go to the POTUS. I'm like, Hey, that's the CEO of Anna's Bush. Trump's like, you want to go talk to him? I'm like, I do. So me and him go over. We actually had a great conversation. Rock shared because you know, if you put this in context, why did this start? It's like, you know, I told him that night I go, you signal to a lot of people like myself, like-minded people, put the trans thing aside for a minute. Right. I was like, but by sending that can to the trans kid, you kind of signal to us that you support this lifestyle, and more importantly, like men being women in sports, are in my granddaughter's locker room. Most of us draw a hard line right there. Nah, no, 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 no. What, like, the hell are you doing? So Rock fears that sending a beer can to Dylan with her face with his face on it and Bush's effort, and this is where the writer's going to try to discredit Rock's stance on this because this guy's clearly a trained supporter. Currently, every U.S. state except Kansas allows people to change the gender, Mark. I don't care about this. Okay. Rock does have some sympathy, though. While Rock may not have empathy for transgender people, he is sympathetic to the workers who have lost their jobs over Bud Light's falling sales. The guys that work in the factory, the guys that load the trucks, they're not the guys that made that stupid, you know. They had no dog in this fight at all. It's actually funny, he told Fox News talk show host. Rock did make clear that he never called for a Bud Light boycott. He also expressed willingness to forgive the brand, which has become a UFC sponsor. He said, as a God-fearing man, as a Christian, yeah, I do believe in forgiveness. They made a mistake. All right. What do you want to hold their head underwater and throw and drown them and kill people's jobs? I don't want to do that. He added. So I find it interesting how rock appears with Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Jr. Dana White, Tucker Carlson, this UFC event. And then the next day, Rock comes out and suddenly it's like, well, you know, maybe the boycott of the Bud Light thing was a little, a little. uh, So let me clarify myself here so people can understand. That's what boycotts do. Are you new to this game? Do, Do you not know how boycotts work? Yes, everyone involved is going to be impacted, which serves as a stark reminder To CEOs and everybody else out there, when you choose to take this approach, as far as supporting a transgender mental wackadoo, you are jeopardizing the jobs of every single one of your employees. But folks, I'm sorry. For the sake of the innocent bystanders that work there, I will not change my positioning on this. That is ridiculous. Because what are you doing? You're ultimately giving them the signal of, well, go ahead. We can't cancel you. We can't boycott you. Because if we do, some innocent people might get fired. Look, I agree, that does suck. But that that problem, that positioning, that's on the CEO. You shouldn't have made the decision. So if all these workers that are getting fired want to be upset, you'd be upset at the CEO. He made the call. They blessed off on this. They said, go to town. Send the cakes and freaking Bud Light. There you go. But I do find it interesting how Kid Rock, and I, I want to push pause and also remind you, Don Jr., also said, well, you know, we shouldn't be boycotting nine hours of that They give a lot of money to the GOP. Which tells you, you prioritize money over principle. Another reason why Republicans continue to lose. Just what? And then Kid Rock tries to downplay, I never called for a boycott. Well, you taking a machine gun to a can of Bud Light or a case of Bud Light certainly doesn't mean that you're going to continue drinking it, kid. Like, what do you think? So, once again, the influence of money the influence of the likes of the Donald Trump juniors and Dana White, you sell out and you compromise for the almighty dollar. Kid Rock, you got enough money. If you care so much about those impacted by Bud Light's layoffs, I don't know. Start up a nonprofit to find them new jobs. Start a beer company yourself. Employ them. You have the means. You have the you have the,
1: the capital, 100%. Do you think that'll have an impact on Bud Light's sales?
0: No. I think we uh, I we, we are on beyond, we are beyond the point of no return. I would never return to Bud Light for something like that.
1: Mm-mm. Do you think it's crazy for Dana White to take a hundred million dollars from Bud Light?
0: It's business now, but I think he's also an idiot. He has no principles. I I think they're all like that. I think none of these people have principles. When you get into the here is the deal, man, and you know you'd figure when you get richer, you'd figure you could actually double down on your principles because if you've made it based upon how Dana has, and I don't agree with a lot of his stuff out there, but once you've made it to that level of um, economic freedom, if you will, we'll just call it what is rich. On the principles you already have that contrast a lot of progressives out there. Who cares at that point? Tell Bud Light to go screw themselves. Like, no, I don't
1: need your money, dude. UFC is doing very well. I don't think it's like these um, celebrities that come out and say, I'm not drinking or boycott or anything. I don't think their word really had anything to do with people just not buying it because I think collectively as a whole, people are pretty much fed up with having this stuff thrown in their face. Absolutely. I mean, the, I like Kid Rock's positioning so here, as far Disney. as like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's like you know they're trying to they're trying to make it. And it's not a big deal. They send some cans to a transgender. It's you supporting the mental ideology, the insanity that has been forced on America right now. Which to include in that insanity, the castrating of baby children, of of, of boys. That's what this is. It's not like one without the other. This is the transgender movement. Yes, you can have some trans out there like, well, you know, we don't, we're not in favor of children, but no, that's not the LGBT's positioning here. The positioning is protect trans lives. Trans kids' lives matter. How many protests have you seen? This is mainstream transgender idea. This is what they believe in. So if that's the direction that anheuser Bush wanted to go, fine. That I mean, I'm not saying that you shouldn't have the right, but the free market has the right as a consumer, as a as whatever, I can spend my money where I want. I'm not going to spend it with you. Now, normally do I believe in, but I don't care about boycotts. I mean, I do avoid Target still to a degree. It's like, I just don't like the whole tucking thing. They did with the, the LGBTQ. I'm tired of it. It's getting to a point when it's gay month. Anyone showing a gay flag. I'm not shopping with you during that month. Yeah. Not going to happen. I'm tired of it. Not for the sake of that. I don't like the LGBT, which I kind of actually don't, but it's more so like, I'm tired of it. Move yeah. on. This whole celebrating degeneracy needs to stop. It's gotten out. Of, so out of hand, but kid rock here. What he's doing his best to do. Number one, I guarantee he's probably making a deal with Bud Light somehow. Potentially. And he wants to start drinking Bud Light again. Because his taste in beer is just camel piss. I don't know why you'd ever want to drink Bud Light. It's a nasty brand. It really is. It's not it's good.
1: Uh, it really doesn't taste that good. I was I mean, boycotting
0: Bud Light before it was cool. <laughs> I just wasn't drinking it. Um, it's just It's crazy. I'm a shinerbach Bock man. Let's hope they never go woke. But As a God-fearing man, as a Christian, yeah, I believe in forgiveness. Okay, fair enough, kid. Did anheuser Bush ask for forgiveness? No, they didn't. They just said, we're going to switch course. We're changing out some leadership. Did they literally go to the public and say, hey, this is not what we believe in. We're sorry. No, they didn't. They skirted around that. You know what they first tried to do? When I told them, I, I, I advised, don't do this. They tried playing both sides. Oh yeah. And then because essentially they backed the trans stuff, they backed the LGBT stuff, they get the massive levels of blowback and then what do they do? You start trying to pander to conservatives again. So what happens then? You alienated the LGBT people. So now nobody wants to buy your stuff. Like you made, you, you stepped on a landmine and said, oh crap. And then you turn around, you step on another landmine. You cannot stop stepping on landmines. Your company deserves to go under at this point. You're stupid. If you would have just held true to the idea of the business principles, just shut up and sell your piss beer. You'd still be the number one beer in the market, but you're not. I don't think you'll ever be back, quite honestly. Bud Light's great when you're broke. And you, you know, you got anything else to drink, which for me, I'd rather, just, I'd rather not drink. It's better but, for you. But for Kid Rock to sit there and try and pull out every bullcrap excuse under the sun. Well, you know, I just didn't know about all the innocence. Yes, you did, Kick. Yes, you do. You Use to tour all the time. How many road crew did you have with you? So if you go under, they go under. What are you talking about? Don't don't, don't feign this ignorance. Like oh, I didn't know. I was like, shut up, dude. You're another sellout. This guy was a massive proponent of the boycott. He's like, well, I technically never actually called for a boycott. Ball with the, the ball, the, the bang, the bank, Sell out my soul because I'm a Trump Jr. fan, and you know, money talks. What a coward you are. Did Bud Light actually ask forgiveness? No, they didn't. Nope. So, we have to ask ourselves, what led Kid Rock to back down then? I think you know, folks. I think you know. Why do we continue as a society or as a conservative movement, if you will, to back these types of people? I'd never support Kid Rock again. I was like, bro, it's not the fact. I, I actually have more respect for a liberal that clings to their true beliefs versus what you are, a coward. You're a coward. You will back down when a little bit of money gets shown or somebody tries to rationalize with you. Well, a lot of people suffered, kid. You know, it's like, oh man, that's a good point. I don't think about that, bro. Let's ball to, ball to bay, man. Let's pack up the script, head out. Well, you know, maybe this you should have just held up a mirror and be like, you're right, you're right, dude. This is the guy's fault. And then pointed at the mirror and showed the CEO. I was like, that's you. This was you. So you make good on it. It's not my problem. So until you fix this and apologize to people, and here's the deal, they don't have to forgive you. They don't. So you know what? I forgive you, but I'm never buying your piss beer again. That's also another form of forgiveness. Forgiveness is not this openly displayed show of, well, I forgive you so now I will buy your beer as a mea culpa. And they're like, oh, thank you. Oh, th-. No, you can say, hey, you know what? Fine, I forgive you, but I'm still not buying your beer. Because then if it's really truly about forgiveness, they'll be like, well, you know what? Their forgiveness is enough. If we don't if we don't make it as a company, that's fine. But you really think you're going to adopt that positioning? Come on, you know they're not. You know they're not. So great job, Kid Rock. You're another sellout. Another sellout. So... Uh, don't forget folks. Shell Sheen. Oh, is not selling out. Shellshockcbd.com. Code BF25. Your Black Friday sales. You want to get baked? We got you. We got the Delta 8. We got the Delta 9. The Halo gummies. Ooh, c'est la magnifique. So good. So good, folks. Go check it out. What are you waiting for? Shellshockcbd.com. Great company. We appreciate all your love and support. It means the world to us that you do show us love. So again, don't forget to, to jump on this Black Friday deal. Who watched the Cowboys destroy the Redskins? No, they're not the Commanders. They're the Redskins. How many of you watched this? I know you said you watched until halftime. Yeah, yeah. I, mm. I watched the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I I did not know who was playing at the halftime. I walked in from being outside and I look over the tail of it and there is Dolly Parton. Yes, take, a call? Yeah, let's take a call. And for 77, she's dawning and rocking a Dallas Cowboys Sheeler outfit. I was like, wow get the beat. Yellow. Did we lose him? <laughs> wow, that was quick. Dolly Parton. And I, you know, I walk in and I just kind of went wide. I was like, how old is she? She's 77. 77. Uh, a think lot of I could have guessed it. A lot of dudes are just kind of like I, I saw women retweeting this, like, I tell Lou Smash. It's like, I, you know, I don't care. I'm not trying to knock her for like actor. No, I'm just saying it's like that was taken completely off guard by that. <laughs> I walk in and I see her in some Dallas Cowboy cheerleader outfit and it's just like, geez, well, good for you, I guess. I mean, it's certain. I'm not, I'm not, don't take this as me complaining, but I was just like, no, I think she's saying Jolene, which is another one of her major hits. Um, but part of me is just kind of like, man, you're 77 and you're like still kicking it like that. Like kind of good for you, you know?
1: Yeah. I guess. That's like,
0: you know, you're, you're, let's just say you're almost 80. And you're up there just belting it up. Because number one, I know when you get older, like people like Celine Dion, who have a very specific way of singing, you'll see their vocal prowess continues because they they have very strong vocal power. They're trained on this. She's a country music singer. I don't know if she was lip-syncing. I don't know. A lot of these people do because their voice can't take the strain. But she's up there getting after it. And I'm kind of like, I was impressed. What her wardrobe was like, I was like, oh, okay. Because Dolly Parton's been, I thought a lot of times she was more conservative in her clothing. I'm not complaining. I don't care. Wear what you want. I'm just glad we ain't got J-Lo up there grabbing on her vag. She's like, oh, you're 50, lady. Give it a rest. You're not from the block. You were never from the block. And you've been out the block so long, you don't know what the block looks like. Shut up. But for Dolly Parton, like, but when I, everybody was just kind of, even even my friends there were just kind of like, damn, I would totally smash that. I'm like, do what you want, bro. But her face, it's just like, whoa, like if you look at close-ups of her face, she doesn't look human, it's just like clown face, there's so much Botox, so much surgery, I was like, damn, but I don't know, a lot of dudes were just kind of like, uh totally would smash, that's how dudes are though, by and large, a lot of guys, I would plow that like a freaking farm field, hit it like a drunk driver, yeah, absolutely, yeah. a lot of people are like that, but no, it just caught me off guard, but I was like 77, man, that's impressive, up there performing at a half, like at seventy-seven years old. Yeah, that's incredible. Still got it. Still got it. I don't think she's had any more recent hits in a long time though. But I don't know if she was still really singing in country because so she was like really big in the nineties, eighties, really big in the eighties,
1: seventies. I think right. Really, she's been around that long. She's seventy-seven.
0: Yeah, I'm not a mathologist, dude. I'm not even gonna do that math. No, I remember, she like, she was big with time. Kenny Rogers. Nine to five, when she did the video or the movie with James Woods, that was a big movie. Um, and she's always kind of represented that down home country girl, kind of like the uh, Tammy Wynette's stuff like that. Coal Miner's Daughter, what's her face? Um, is that was that was that Patsy Klein? It wasn't Patsy Klein, that was um, oh, forgive me, folks. I do not know my country as well as I should. i forgot forgotten a lot of it. Proud to be a coal miner's daughter. Who sang that? It wasn't Patsy Klein, Patsy Klein was I Fall to Pieces. That was uh, wasn't Tammy. Why not? It was I. I know her face. I know her face. I can think of. I just can't think of her name. Loretta Lynn. Loretta Lynn. Thank you. Josh just looked it up. To be fair, he didn't know either. I didn't know. I didn't. He didn't know either. I don't care about any other music. Yeah, she had a very beautiful voice. Country bluegrass. Uh, Kentucky blue. Cry, uh, love my Kentucky bluegrass. I forget who sang that, but yeah, classic country. Classic country. But. Loretta Lynn, yeah. Everybody's like, Loretta Lynn, you idiot. It's like, yeah, fair enough. I'm sorry. L- Loretta Lynn was way before my time, but she was still popular. It was kind of like one of those legends like Hank Williams. It's just they're, they're going to transcend time, and they will always be remembered as the country greats. George Jones, for certain. You know, you know, someone who I... Maybe because he wasn't so much as a rebel, I feel like a guy that doesn't get talked about too much is George Strait. When you think of the classics, it's always Johnny Cash... Um, Wayland Jennings, Willie Nelson, who's just hippie as hell. Um Chris Christofferson, not so much, but yeah, he was part of the highway man. Uh George Jones, he was a rebel, definitely rebel. Um, and it's kind of beautiful if you think about it. A lot of these dudes in their in their youth were wild, wild men. Drugs, booze, loose women, fast cars. You know, Johnny dead, Johnny Cash going down to like Mexico to get pills and stuff, I don't know. Yeah. But then along comes this God fearing woman and suddenly they settle him the hell down. And now these guys are kind of like, back in my old years, but I got me a good loving woman. It's like, you can't walk no line, Johnny. <laughs> walk hard. Walk hard. Hard down life's rocky road. In my dreams you're blowing me. Some kisses. <laughs> Those are the real classics. Real classics. Thanks, uh, oh. Dewey. Before, thank. Dude, I love that. Like, every time Dewey Cox busts into the thing and his dude's sitting there, he's like, what are you doing? It's like, get away, Dewey. You don't want none of this. It's marijuana. Well, does it make you addictive? No. Does it make you violent? No, it actually makes you relax. Well, yeah, I think I do want me some of that marijuana. <laughs> You're like, I mean, he's not wrong. So... But, no, I'm excited tonight. Um, Got to go uh, Conway Twitter. Yes. Oh, man, love Kanye. She wants a man with a slow hand. She wants a lover with an easy touch. Oh, that's good Conway, stuff there, Conway buddy. is amazing. Hello, darling. <laughs> Great country music, man. I would – I still remember – how many of you remember this? The Time Life Classics where you'd have, like, the various intros and the scroll of songs – of like the famous artist and the one they're showing is in like, it's yellow. Then you have too, Kanye to a like, hello, darling. Or George Jones. He stopped loving her. Today. It's just like one after another. I could sit there and watch those videos all day long. I don't know why, but it was just like hit after hit. Buy now for only three or 23 easy installments of 1999. You're going to get 500 CDs of classic country. It's like, dude, that thing would fill up my entire trunk. And quite honestly, after listening to it, probably wouldn't even want to kill myself. It's like so sad. But no, man, I'm excited. Wrong damn kid died. I say that to David Hogg all the time. I'm a horrible human being. I don't care. I don't care. That little schmuck's out there standing on the corpses of his fallen classmates talking about gun rights. And I'm just sitting there like, Wrong damn kid died, Dewey. <laughs> well, I'm a bad person. I don't care. I don't care. Um, Uh, Good for Matt Reif, by the way, Matt Reif standing up and not succumbing to the woke ideologies that don't, they're trying to cancel him right now for making fun of, I haven't watched the special. Apparently it wasn't very good, but he made fun of like disabled people. I don't know what, you make fun of anybody and moron liberals get offended. And again, I talked, about this on, I talked about it on the last show. And uh, Instagram, he said, my apology link here. And took him to a webpage of a special needs helmet. <laughs> so where you can buy him. like, there you go. Make fun of him even more. So, it. that's it. Don't back down. But anyway, um, I'm excited to go watch tonight, Napoleon. What made me think of this is the walk hard uh, Johnny Cash with the Joaquin Phoenix start in. Joaquin Phoenix uh, returns to the silver screen as Napoleon Bonaparte. So. I I I will say I am excited to go see this movie. Um, mainly because I do love historical figures like Napoleon. I do love learning about the French Revolution, even though he came after. Um, love seeing about his tactics, his strategy. How this guy was a simp for Josephine. This guy like d- he doubted himself many different times. I don't know anything about this movie. I don't know the the avenue they're going to take. Um, but I think it's one of those movies I'm excited to actually go watch. It's like, this actually looks good. Do I think Joaquin Phoenix is a good actor? Yes, I do. Do I think he has versatility? No, I do not. Uh, one of the very few actors or a few actors that I feel have very good versatility that you can't even tell it's them is number one was Heath Ledger. I think Heath Ledger's role of Joker, what, it just it transcended him into becoming an amazing actor. It's like, bro, I could never never have seen someone like you that played like a sex, a sex object or a sex item, whatever you want to call it about in like uh 10 things I hate about you or whatever, things like that, or 12 first night, I forget what it was. um You know, he was kind of like that, that good looking dude. But when he played Joker, it was like, this was incredible. He created this character, the, the, eh, 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 like he created that. That is incredible. And then you know, I see somebody else that I think is a very good actor is Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp went from the teenage sex symbol to playing such diverse roles of Willy Wonka, which he was weird in that one. Edward Scissorhands. Was terrible. It was, it was it terrible. was so terrible. But, but the thing was, though, he created that role. Wasn't very appealing after you see Gene Wilder uh, or Gene Wilder uh, doing his version of it. But you see Johnny Depp's like, uh, kudos. You created say,
1: hey there. Hey. Oh, hello. Oh, oh, so
0: bad. Hey there, sunshine. The world says hello. It's like, that's weird. But uh, no, I thought he was very versatile in a lot of those role like chocolate. Um, uh, Sweeney Todd, he sings. Very good singer. Really? Oh, if you haven't seen Sweeney Todd, it's actually a really, really good movie. I'll take your word for it's it. It's a musical, but it's really good. It's about him cutting people's throats in the barber chair. Singing. It's, it's singing, yes. Pretty women. This actually has um, Snape, the guy who played Snape in the Harry Potter. Uh, also Die Hard. Oh, forgive me for forget, forgetting his name. Another, another good actor that I felt like not a people gave him a lot of credit. Um, Folks, who am I thinking of? I apologize. I did not. Oh, Jack Sparrow. Yeah, that was another great series of characters. Jack Sparrow, he immortalized them. But, uh, who's the gentleman I'm thinking of?
1: From Die Hard. Yes. Yeah. What was his name?
0: He also was a Professor Snape in Harry Potter. Um, Alan Rickman? Alan Rickman. Yeah. Is that it? That's, I think the that's, the one and only. Yeah, Alan Rickman, yeah. yeah. Um, Oh, I'm gonna get canceled over this one. I've actually never seen Die Hard. Never seen it. Really? Wasn't interested. Still not interested. Don't care.
1: It's a great yeah. Christmas movie.
0: <laughs> People say it's not. I don't even get to the bat. I don't care. No, but Joaquin Phoenix, I don't see as someone that is that versatile. Uh seeing him playing um. Caesar in, in uh, movies like Gladiator, a very cla- very good classic, to Joker, which I, he, he was good in it. Like, don't get me wrong. He was great. Uh, the AI movie, I think, Hello is another good one. Um, he's playing a lot of good movies. He's a good actor. But the greatest of actors are able to, again, remove their personal identity to take on the role that you can't even tell it's them. Christian Bale is another good one. He's very, very, uh, he's a method actor. I mean, he delves into the role. Love that. I think he's amazing with that. But I still think he's, you know, Joaquin Phoenix is a good actor. So I'm excited to see Napoleon. Uh, I think it's a little, it's a longer movie. It's not streaming yet. It's an
1: eight-hour movie. Oh, my
0: God. I'd probably still watch it. I still watch it. I was uh, scrolling through the TV last night and a uh, documentary on Napoleon came up. I was like, eh, you know what? I'll do it. I'll watch. There's something about men that are just drawn to historical military documentaries. Civil War, World War One, World War II, the Roman Empire. Like, we're just drawn to this. Napoleon hits, like... Because I don't feel like a lot of people know a lot about Napoleon and the post-revolutionary France and what he actually stood for and what he actually conquered. Um, You know, history will... You know, There's a lot of historians out there that just reference this guy as being a uh, a horrible uh, genocidal maniac. And it's just like, it's actually not true. But then again, a lot of historical figures were. So it's like, you know, if you're going to apply contemporary figure or contemporary standards to historical figures, good luck, you could be vastly disappointed, so... Yeah. Well, that does for today's episode of the All American Savage Show podcast. Oh, Signs. That was another good one. Signs, yes, with Mel Gibson. Remember the the alien movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he played That's the older good. brother. That was a, I forgot about that. Yeah, I like Mel Gibson. I do too. Even though he's a Jew hater. He was a great actor. It's the Jews' <laughs> fault. When everybody was like going after him for that, because he was drunk, he's like, the Jews did it. And I'm like, but he's not wrong. They did do it. They did kill Christ. I mean, it's not wrong, but yeah, if you're trying to like hold that against them, like, you know, generations later, it's like, ah, we got to live and let live, Mel. You got to let that go. Uh, You got to let it go. So, but yeah, anyway, folks, that does it for today's episode of the American Savage Show podcast. We appreciate you being here today. Do me a favor. Go to shellshockcbd.com. Try out our great products. Go check out 1920brand.com. Check out our great products there. We appreciate you. We still wish you a happy Thanksgiving. If you're still with your family, just engorging on leftovers, do your thing. Go to town. We'll be right back here bright and early Monday afternoon for the All-American Savage Show podcast. If you could, go leave us a review on iTunes. It does us a lot of good. Hit the thumbs up button on Rumble. Make sure you follow and turn on your notifications. You got anything to add, man?
1: Uh, You guys have a great weekend.
0: And as always, Nickelback was a great band.
2: When old Santa gets into town, he'll be coming down the chimney down. He'll be coming down.